Okay, hello. Episode 21, Sacking's Therapy. Uh, welcome to another unexpected show. Uh, me and Fong didn't expect to cover any of these games, but hey, you know, like, we find ways. Um, yeah, so uh, before we actually get into the game, I'd like to just kind of get into a little story. Um, so yesterday, I, um, I basically got an email from a job that I applied to um, you know, about a week ago. And uh, basically, I got the email yesterday that I didn't get the job. Now, of course, you know, that, that's just how life is. I'm not, like, mad about it, but, you know, was disappointed, really wanted to get this job. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so was kind of hung up about it, was a little, was really sad over it, couldn't really sleep last night. And, you know, woke up early today, you know, groggy. Um, so uh, I go to work, you know, just kind of tough it out. Managed to kind of get, you know, get some sleep on the way there. Don't worry, I wasn't driving. Um, so I managed to get a little bit of sleep. Woke up at, you know, by the time I got to work and, you know, felt refreshed. And, it, you know, it, it kind of was at that point where I was just like, man, that's a sign. That's a sign. Kings are going to win today. Yeah. Oh. So that, you know, like, it's a bit of a rambly thing. But, you know, I, I just believe that, you know, sometimes, you know, even in the darkest of moments, you can always kind of try to find some positives in it. And today, uh, you know, woke up groggy, woke up feeling like shit for the most part. But, you know, like, just... And then got like that little nap, got a little speck of light in there, you know, took it positively and hey, get, got some of them positive vibes and maybe, you know, just maybe contributed to a nice little win. Okay, let's get into the game. Uh, so with me to break down the game, it is uh, Fong. Yes, hello. Yeah, you heard him earlier. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, why don't you why don't you break the game down for us? I was not able to watch the game. I only watched the highlights. So, so first quarter off the bat, you could tell that Bogey was gonna go and have a great game today. Now, well, we'll explain it later. Uh, and it's good to see Rashawn Holmes uh, looking. I I thought he was looking like his uh, old self again after you know all the injuries and uh, being out for. Uh, this many months, what do you think of how Rajan has, uh, you know, looking? Um, I think he's been, I honestly thought he was fine. Like, his defensive presence hasn't been really felt in the past, like, what, three games, I feel. And, like, you know, um, you know, I think he's just trying to get over the shoulder injury and, you know, having to, you know, go into quarantine for eight days. That probably threw off his rhythm a little bit, too, and... Yeah, you know, I I didn't really get to see much of it because I didn't watch the game. Uh, you know, from the highlights, can't really see much. But you know, it's good to hear like that he's you know going getting back to normal. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see, for the Pelicans, uh, they weren't having really good passing game. I mean, you know, Lonzo uh, is a really good passer, uh, but overall, they were like getting a lot of turnovers, which uh, accumulated to a lot of Kings points. Now, uh, both Kings and Pelicans uh, during this quarter had pretty high uh, percentage scoring uh, with very few misses and, you know, quite a few fouls. But, you know, Kings uh, had a lot more threes 
uh, this uh, quarter, uh, thanks to Bogey and uh, one from Bowie. Uh, Zion, Zion was in, but, uh, you know, he's still limited to minutes. Uh, I thought he could have been uh, really good against us and could have attributed to a lot of uh, the Pelicans points, which he did, of course, but uh, I thought he could have done more. And uh, it's also nice to see, you know, Alex went back and uh, I, w- I was hoping that uh, Harry Giles would have been in uh, in some lineups, but we'll explain that also later. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's one point where, uh, yeah, you, you wonder why Zion scores so well. And it's, we had belly guard him at one point. Um, not in this quarter, of course, but like later on. And you know, Belly should never be never be guarding a uh, Zion. I'd actually rather just sub in Harry at that point. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but not that Harry's ever going to do any better. Harry's too skinny to really hold Zion. But yeah, like we really don't have a guy other than probably Len and Rashawn. And I'm not sure those those guys are actually quick enough to keep up with them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anyone that could guard him in our team? I mean, I guess Barnes technically, like that—that's the thing. There aren't a lot of people in the league that can guard Zion. He's just such a force. Like he's so strong. Like there's just videos of him moving Stephen Adams out of the way. Like one of the strongest dudes in the league. Mm-hmm. Like no one can really like keep him in front. And the guys that can keep him in front aren't strong enough to hold him. And then. And you have the issue of the guys that are strong enough to hold them aren't quick enough. So, no, I don't think there really is. But luckily for the league, <laughs> he hasn't really figured out how to play basketball yet. He really just bulldozes right now. Once he learns how to play, watch out. Yeah, we shall. Well, going on, uh, end of the first quarter, uh, we ended up with a lead of 49-39, to 39, uh, which apparently is a quarter uh franchise record for the kings which is pretty nice uh bogey ended up with 19 points and only missed one being a half court buzzer beater uh let's see going on to the second quarter harry giles comes in but he only played for like a minute probably the least he got into a scuffle with uh nicola melly i believe uh Nicolo Mele. Nicolo Mele. Yeah, I think that's what it says. Yeah, uh, on uh, NBA.com, he has zero minutes. I'm guessing they rounded it. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ESPN said one minute for me. Uh, he got a technical, or Harry Giles got a technical. Um, I don't understand the reason why, but, you know, we talked about this earlier about how he's a he's that kind of fiery guy that you know that that we need as a team i forget how you explained it yeah it's just basically kind of that fiery guy that kind of gets up in people's faces fires up the team it was just like ball of energy essentially mm-hmm. and you know he's that guy and we kind of have been missing that fiery guy that fires up everyone on the mm-hmm. team and uh yeah so you know, I love love that about Harry and it's too bad that he he doesn't get to play more if he plays more like he's our you know, in a way, kind of our Draymond in a way. Of course, nowhere near the defense, but the passing's there. Mm-hmm. He he somehow was a minus five and zero minutes. How's that even possible? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if you see the highlights with him, maybe you'll get understanding. 
I watched the highlights. I didn't see them, so I don't know what happened. <laughs> I can't find the video. So uh, his passing game was uh, slow, but you know it could have picked up. But they took him out anyway because of the tech. Yeah. Uh, uh, going on, uh, Daquan Jeffries had a nice alley oop from Fox. Uh, also, at this point, Buddy wasn't having a great game again this game. Uh, yeah, what, what do you think uh, should be happening for the next few games for Buddy? Yeah, that's tricky. If he's not going to like shoot well, like he doesn't serve any purpose out there because like I wish he would just do be JJ Redick basically instead of trying to be like a Steph Curry type or uh, you know a Kobe Bryant type trying to create his own shot you know I just want him to run off screens and you know that's probably on Luke too Luke needs to just stop making him handle the ball as much as he does but you know like I hope he does bounce back because he he's important to the team mm-hmm. and if he's not going to bounce back this is going to be very miserable like but bogey being hot this game hit a lot of these issues. A lot of these issues still, you know, are there. But you know, bogey's hot shooting uh, kind of mitigated everything. Yeah. Now speaking on what you call it, the faults, I guess, in this game. Uh, both teams seemed like they were slowing down, but uh the pelicans were making fouls that kind of you know crept up the score and there was a point where the kings were you mean the kings were fouling the pelicans yeah kings were fouling the Mm -hmm. pelicans and uh there was a point where the kings were only up by three and so that cut a lead by a a lot uh and during that point it was a pretty good back and forth game which ended up with a 77 and 70 uh quarter i believe uh, with Bogey and Fox combining with 40 points. Uh, again, the fouling thing has to kind of you you gotta stop fouling. You gotta you gotta defend without fouling, basically. Like again, Bogey's hot shooting hit that issue kind of like you know the this close like a game that got that close. There were we were only up three. Could have gone any other you know could have gone the other way basically. And yeah. again, Bogey's hot shooting. Like you got to give him credit for that, but it it the issue the root issues don't go away. Like this is maybe an outlier that we managed to win this game, mm-hmm. and you know I don't mean to be a negative Nancy, but this needs to be fixed. Yeah, because there there'll be times where we might not be able to score like a few possessions, and they'll you know evidently take the lead. Yeah, I will say, watching some of the highlights, Bogey be looking like Luca at some points. Like, just getting to the rim almost at will, finishing around guys. You don't know how he's doing it. Yeah. And then, you know, just hitting these contested shots. Granted, he did get a lot of open ones, and they they actually fell. So, great to see him bounce back. Yeah, Bogey as well with, uh, what is it, three assists, which is nice. Pretty much a well-rounded player during this game, too. Yeah, even last game, like, even though he didn't score, like, he had three points, but it was, you know, when the game was over. Uh, like, <laughs> he still, like, just made smart plays and, you know, got assists. Like, he's a guy that can affect the game with mm-hmm. scoring, but, you know, it's nice when he also scores, so. <laughs> uh, let's see, going on to third quarter. Uh, let's see, we were drawing good fouls early in the quarter, and, you know, Zion, still Zion. 
Just watching the highlights, Zion scored so easy. Just glides to the rim effortless, effortlessly. Mm-hmm. You know, if anyone even wants to meet him up there, they're going to bulldoze out of the way, basically. So, like, yeah, it's like watching a, a floating bowling ball. It's like knocking these pins that are humans. So, yeah, I mentioned that we had pretty good defense this quarter, but we had good defense with everyone besides Zion. We just let Zion just go to that rim. Uh, but we, I thought we had a better offense overall, even though I think technically the Pelicans are like, what, top five? Yes, offense? with Zion. With Zion. With but Zion. Their season like ranking is pretty bad, but like they, they figured it out. And with Zion coming back, they had like an amazing offense. Defense is terrible though, but yeah. Yeah. Well, same with us in a way, but you know, we, we picked it up. Yeah. Actually, we were kind of the opposite. We were really good defense towards the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Derek Favors has been terrible. I don't know what's with him. Yeah. So yeah, I also mentioned yeah, Pelicans overall really not great defense, but um, Zion was always gained that offense on. Uh, but Doug made a point in some plays where we foul Zion and he gets the and one. Uh, if you're, I mean, if we're gonna foul him, we better you know foul him hard. I will say this about Zion: you know how Markel Fultz kind of forgot how to shoot when he got to the NBA. Uh huh. It was like Zion kind of forgot how to play defense when he got to the NBA. Because there's just his awareness, like just from some of the plays that I saw, it's just a little off. Like it's, something is just off. Hmm. You just can't explain it. It's it's the defensive version of Markel Fultz forgetting how to shoot. See, I didn't I didn't follow either Markel or Zion during college as that much, but um why did they always have like good shooting and good defense? Uh, Markel was so I rewatched a video of like a scouting video of him when he was in college. He would have probably won Philly a championship. Like that was how good he is. Oh. Like because if you just look at Markel play right now, like his driving game is actually really good. It's just that everyone just sags off him because they're not scared of him shooting. <laughs> like the like the herky jerkiness, the explosiveness, the finishing, the strength, it's so good. If he just had a jump shot, that is a monster. And it's unfortunate. I just don't just don't know what happens. Like some weird nerve damage. And you know, in some ways, like Zion, you know, was like sending shots to like the to the top of the of stadium and uh at Duke and you know, like there are crazy, crazy closeouts that you saw, like where he blocks threes. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like from from the air and yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's just not there anymore for now anyway yeah well, well we'll see how we'll see what it's like going forward but yeah he just does not play defense much anymore let's see well we'll have to see in the future but uh going on uh sack again was up by three at one point with around five minutes left of this quarter which is starting to not uh, be a good sign because it's usually around these quarters where we kind of fall off. It's kind of like the trend that we've been seeing lately in the last few games. Uh, Bogey hit a new career high, which was prior previous what thirty one points. Yeah, against the Phoenix Suns. I don't know the date though. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ends the game with uh, thirty five points in total, and uh, we've mentioned that. Uh, 
sorry, not we, but we talked about earlier uh, that we expected a little more, maybe, because Dirty Five was kind of kind of small. It, we still had a whole new quarter left. Yeah, I was expecting forty because I think he had thirty. Yeah, like thirty five, like like thirty something, and maybe thirty three, like just like at the end of the third. I thought he'd be scoring more, but. You know, career high is a career high. Is this where like Bogey had that circus shot that just he where he just got the offensive rebound for some reason and just flipped it up and then went in? Uh, the and one. I, I believe it was this quarter. Well, speaking of that, he also did the the rim dunk. I can't There's... find video of that, so it does not exist. Yeah, it never I, happened. I witnessed it twice already, so yeah, I, I haven't. Been, I have not been able to find it. You you'll see it soon. It. Let's just say it looked like the Luca dunk, but from yeah. the sideline. I will not look that up actually. But uh, at this again, like they were up by three, and it really could have gone either way. But again, Bogey being hot kind of you know mitigated the fact that we again let the lead just dwindle. Yeah, and it's an it's an issue we really need to look at. Yeah. And it might, you know, come from, it, I don't know if it's the players or Co- Luke just needs to, like, just say, why the fuck do you guys keep doing that? Or, like, maybe it is just coaching. Like, I don't know. But, like, there needs to be, that needs to be addressed. Yeah, it also helps that, you know, Fox is pretty consistent uh, throughout these last few games. Um, yeah, I, I noticed, like, his mid-range game, I think, is viable. Like, his three is pretty Add, but like you know like i think his mid-range pull-up game like especially how well he gets to the rim like that's a viable like thing to work on and like a viable weapon going forward uh like in previous podcasts we've mentioned that iso is a problem uh you know do you believe that fox isos are uh would would we want more of that He's got to get a little better. Like uh, watching like Devin Booker, for example. Devin Booker has kind of, you know, got almost mastered getting to his spot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think Fox just kind of needs to learn his, you know, pick a spot and then just say, "I'm gonna get to that spot." And you're and you can contest, do your cute little defense. I'm just gonna shoot over you. Like that's what Devin Booker has like really gotten down, and that's why he's so he's as good as he is. By the way, they won again. So. Oh yeah. my gosh! Four um, in a row, yeah, four in a row, and like that's one of the things that kind of puts like Devin Booker like above De'Aaron Fox. Granted, he's two; he's played two years more, but so it's not a fair comparison. But that's one thing I think De'Aaron will soon figure out. Yeah, you know, I see I see some things where De'Aaron, you know, gets consistent shots in like around the free throw range. Uh, pretty often, which is nice to see, but I kind of wish to see a little more like team offense too. Yeah, it's one thing that I kind of like don't like about Luke is that basically all his sets kind of devolve into you know either isoing on a mismatch or it just becomes an, a pick and roll that doesn't really go anywhere and it becomes like a really tough shot. Mm. I wish he would run more offense that like had that got fox attacking like 
Fox usually gets his offense off like a weird off like an ISO or like a switch and where like no one's really moving. I just wish he would have him come off curls more and mm-hmm. do things like that. But you know, maybe that's things we can work on because guess what? In Phoenix, uh Monty Williams is doing that for Devin Booker and you know Devin Booker's doing really well this year. So I see. Uh let's see. Moving on. Uh, Alex Len and Corey Joseph had a pretty good uh, last part of this uh, quarter. Uh, Len with his good defense, pick and rolling, and rebounding. And uh, Corey Joseph had two pretty key three-pointers near the end of this quarter, which ended up with a 117 and 103 lead. Uh, going on to the fourth quarter, uh, there was a, a point where Rashawn tries to draw offensive foul on Zion and, you know, Zion just bulldozes him through and just draws that personal foul. Sorry, Rashawn draws the personal foul, according to the ref. And yeah, like we said, Zion is just a monster. Again, he doesn't really know how to play basketball yet. Just letting you guys know. He's he's mostly bulldozing guys. Once he learns to use more of his finesse and like learn how to post up. Yeah, watch out. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh let's see. Uh overall, I thought Lonzo had a pretty good passing game. Uh this game, uh sometimes I thought the passes were too forced. Um overall there was a lot of uh Pelkins passes where it turned into turnovers. Uh let's see. And for a final note, uh we've mentioned this before and in previous podcast as well a little too much iso <laughs> I, I'll, I'll keep on saying it until we kind of fix it in a way or get that rhythm going so it so we don't have to mention this again but yeah i would like to see a little more passing uh, even though the shot goes in i mean you know it, it goes in <laughs> yeah and like you know the we lost the game down the stretch last you know, against the Mavericks because we ISOed as much as we did. Now, to be fair, that's how, that's kind of how it works in the NBA. You know, your cute little ball movement stuff, you know, doesn't really work in the cr- in crunch time a lot of the time because defense is more locked in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can do this throughout the game more. Like, you know, do it almost the entire three quarters and like half of the fourth quarter and then go to ISO. Don't mm-hmm. always go to ISO the way we do. We go to ISO, again, that's usually when we give up leads. When the ball stops moving, we stop getting assists. You know, Doug Christie and G-Man, like they mentioned, hey, we have eight assists in the first quarter, and then we have zero in the second quarter, and oh, the lead's starting to shrink. These things, <laughs> are, these things are interconnected, and we need to, you know, the Kings need to fix that. It just mm-hmm. always devolves into that too fast. And that's what needs. That's what we really need to work on. We need some of that coaching stuff from Luke Walton. Just tell them to stop doing this shit. Yeah, we should. Well, by the way, playing Harry would help that. By the way, so I don't know why. Find some minutes for Harry, man. Yeah, I, I kind of wish he played this game a little more, <laughs> not just zero minutes. Yeah. Well, uh, that's pretty much all the notes I have. Uh, do you have anything to add? Yeah, and again, like I like to just hammer the point. You know, it's great to, for us to finally get a win and to actually blow out the Pelicans the way we did. And but 
it's a game that I don't feel comfortable because it was close at certain points, like in the second quarter and third quarters. And, you know, the same problems are still there. You know, ball movement stops and like we start fouling too much. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, that's how it, the game's got, you know, the lead only gets down to about three. And, you know, those issues were covered up by Bogey having an incredible game. Glad, glad to see him bounce back again. And, yeah, like, that's the issue. The root issues are still there. And we need to work on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, n- nice to get a win. And, yeah, like, again, like, we've, we as Kings fans have, you know, suffered a lot over the past week. And, you know, it's nice to just see a little speck of light here. And, mm-hmm. you know... No matter how dark things can get, you know, just just look on to the, you know, look on to the next day. You know, it'll be bad for a little bit, but it will get better. And you know, right now we have a speck again, a speck of light. You know, I had a I had a genuinely bad week, and you know, it's good to finally kind of get, you know, some light there. You know, it's finally brightening up, and that's something you know. You know, I don't want to get all life philosophically because. Like you know, I'm not not wise enough to really be giving information or giving advice on this kind of stuff. But you know, just try to be positive, bring positive vibes, and just uh, just you know, just keep a positive mindset. Oh yeah. Okay, well that's gonna be it for this uh, uh, episode of the uh, Sacking Therapy. Um, yeah, we'll be also going over the Nets game. Well, Fawn will be watching it probably because uh, I'm probably yeah. not going to be able to. It'll Hopefully, win that one. By the way, it's like the they call it like the Long Island G League team. Like, come on, oh. we, we gotta we gotta win this one. Uh, yeah, I hope so. And also another little update. Let me check the score right now. Oh, Denver is leading against the Blazers. Yay. Yeah. Is it, let me check real quick. My boy, Michael Porter Jr. Holy shit. Michael Porter Jr. has 21 points. That, that boy is, that boy's nasty. Nasty. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. He's been, he's like averaging like 30 in the bubble right now. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he's nasty. Let's but uh, yeah, like you know, that, you know, hopefully they win and kind of knock the uh, Blazers back a little bit so that we can catch up to them because you know we have to we have to take care of business, but it does have to rely on uh, Blazers, Grizzlies, and Spurs to kind of fall off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, hopefully you know there's a good uh, outcome for us. How, how do the Denver Nuggets only have one timeout left? insane okay well that'll cover t- for today's uh we'll see you guys back tomorrow uh reviewing the nets game yep see you guys later